0: What my eyes have seen. What seemed impossible, I believe. Look at my life, we got.
1: bless the lord everyone good morning everyone it's a blessed day to be here in christ Center church place where christ is always centered we make christ the center focus of our lives and our worship and in our community god bless everyone can we put our hands together and we're going to have our worship service another time we're going to give god the glory we're going to give god the praise if we can just rise to our feet as we pray today's blessings. I'm so happy to be a part of this church, the church that is uh, established an apostolic presence in this community that we are going to mean the lives of so many people that we are yet to anticipate and they're coming. And I believe eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. We have not entered the heart of man that the Lord, the things that he has prepared for us that love him. We pray, Lord God, right now, let's lift our voices in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and honor this day. We thank you for waking us us up this morning. We thank you for allowing us to be here, to get us here safely, Lord God, with so many things that are occurring, oh God, beyond our control, God, we know that you have been so good to us, and we're going to usher our hands in worship and thanksgiving and our hearts in praise. We're going to focus on your name, the name that is above every name, the name that saves, the name that heals the name that can sanctify and, and God, we pray that, Lord God, your presence will abide with us as you did, Lord God, in our first service. Lord, we thank you for the move of God that you, oh God, made amongst us and you are still amongst us, Lord God, because we came with your presence in us. God, we pray that, Lord God, as the praise team and as, oh God, the offering and as the preached word goes before you, God, it will be a sweet-smelling savor as we offer it up. We pray that your, oh, God, your presence, your kind of presence be filled in this, oh, God, space that we are be given. And, God, it will touch those who are even working right now. We thank you for what you're going to do. And we thank you. Look at what you already have done. And, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, the days ahead, we have such a purpose and a mission that, God, we're going to fulfill that. And, God, we're going to press forward. Help us not to be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Help us to continue to keep hope, hope in front of us because the hope that makes us not ashamed. Lord God, we thank you again for what you have done. And we're going to put our hands together, saints of God. Let's take some opportunity to worship the Lord. Let's lift our voices before him because he's been so good to us. Let's worship the Lord together for I'm excited to be in the best place. No better place to be in Christ than the church in Jesus name. God bless you all.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody ready to have church this morning? Yeah. Amen. Let's clap our hands this morning. Hallelujah Jesus. hallelujah, Jesus. Clap your hands this morning. Wherever you're at, hallelujah, Jesus. Blessings for sure Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of His Spirit, oh, I'm washed in His blood, that oh. so I can't stop singing, oh.
0: your freedom now, you have brought me out, you have brought me out.
2: Everybody clap your hands, say Woo! Everybody clap your hands. Sing, blessed and sing, Jesus is mine. testify. Did he heal you? Yeah. Did he Love. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Sing, Jesus, you're... Nothing, Jesus, nothing in this world satisfy. satisfied. Hallelujah. Sing, Jesus, you're... Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Sing, Jesus, you're... Jesus, you're the cup that
0: won't run dry. Sing, Jesus, you're, Jesus, you're
2: Jesus have your way in this place Jesus
3: Him, hallelujah. Come on, everybody, hallelujah. Let's continue to worship the Lord this morning. Oh, have your way among us this morning, oh God. Let your spirit, let your power, Lord God. Oh, have your way in this place this morning, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, praise and worship team. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's praise the Lord, everybody. If you can, just give the Lord a round of applause this morning is worthy to be praised oh hallelujah oh we bless your name jesus we bless your name oh we give you all the glory and all the honor in this place this morning oh god hallelujah let's just take a few seconds and just worship the lord everybody let's just thank him for his goodness his mercies and for his love let's just thank him for being so good to us oh hallelujah we adore you in this place this morning We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. Praise your name this morning, oh God. We thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Amen. Praise God. There is a lingering spirit of worship in this place this morning. Amen. And if we just allow ourselves to just let go of everything, just forget about everything, and just let God have His way in your life this morning. God will do something miraculously in your life this morning. Uh, don't let nothing hold you back or take away your blessing this morning. I came here to get a blessing, and the only way you can receive your blessing this morning is by opening up and let God come in and have His way in your life this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We greet everyone in the mighty name of Jesus. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly we are serving an awesome God. who is we to be praised our online congregation we greet you we welcome you we thank you for tuning with us this morning we pray that you're feeling you know what we're feeling here this morning Now you're just letting go just forget about everything that you're doing if the if you have the pot turned on or the stove turned on just turn off the gas a little bit amen just feel free run around just praise god if you have to run through the door and say jesus nothing wrong with that amen because there's no uh, praise while he blesses us amen So we welcome everyone this morning. Don't stop praising the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we greet you all this morning. Brother Tom is going to come by with a few announcements at this time. Amen.
4: Good morning, church. Yesterday, uh, we had a men's meeting up in uh, Newark and uh, came back and um, did a chore on the way home. And I didn't have much time between when I got home and dropped off some things and then coming back to church for corporate prayer. While I was uh, doing that, the Lord prompted me to, um, I'm getting better at hearing him giving me a direction. And I'm getting better at obeying that and just responding right away. Um, He gave me a direction to go to Walmart. It was kind of like going to Wawa before, remember? (laughs) So I went to Walmart. Um, I had some things to do, but I just like I didn't have enough time. I was like, all right. As I got to the cash register, um, there was uh, a gentleman there that I used to be around. um, About seven years ago, I was with him about 24 hours a day sometimes. Um, I haven't seen him in two years. Uh, And uh, he's from Puerto Rico, and his name is Jesus. And uh, he was going back to take care of his property. And then COVID got in the middle of all of that. And I haven't seen him. I didn't know where he was. And I ran into him at the cash register. And um, my point, um, the Lord has put on our heart to reach out to people that are needing what we have. I shared with the leadership um, on Wednesday another story of the same kind of story. I don't know exactly what the Lord's doing. I just know that he keeps bringing back people to me right now. And the fact is, is that they don't have hope in their eyes. Jesus would do well to be at Celebrate Recovery. Um, He made some promises back then, um, seven years ago, that he wasn't going to do, and that's never going to happen again. And I see him right back where he was. And the fact is, is that we have what he needs. We have a space and we have a love and the Lord is his answer. And the REACH campaign is a big piece of what we're going to do for this region. Saying that because I'm thanking all of you who get up faithfully every morning at 5 a.m. I'm grateful for all of those who participate. And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to be open and transparent um, where I work is um, 40 minutes from here my office is away and um, I, I'm at my desk for seven o'clock many mornings and so that 5:30 prayer sometimes is hard sometimes I'm praying in the car um, sometimes I can't make it but wherever I am at 5 a.m. I'm praying along I might not be able to link in join us that way if that's all that's possible what I'm asking is is that Some days, some weeks I go, I I can make it three times. Sometimes I can make it five times. Join us in what we're doing. It's making a difference, not just in our lives. It's making a difference in this community. I feel it. With that said, um, the men are having a meeting um, on Friday, March the 11th, this coming Friday. Uh, we've uh, sent out a text uh restaurant's been chosen the details will be shared seven o'clock the restaurant's in boarding town we're just going to get together and have some fellowship and some time together um, on saturday of this coming next weekend uh, the north central jersey ladies are getting together we've talked about it here before uh, the registration is on Eventbrite. Please um, do that. Execute that right away. It's on Saturday the 12th between 9 and 12. Um, it's right here in town at the Hilton Garden Inn here in Hamilton. Um, it, ladies will come from all over the district. It will be a great event. Um, um, I'm doing some research right now for um, uh, something I'm writing, and one of the things I came across is that food and worship go together. They go together. The Bible says that um, I'll probably say more about that some other day. Anyway, um, on Monday um, after that, this next weekend, uh, the singles will be getting together for um, a Zoom meeting. Sister Gabby will be sending out the link Monday, the 14th at seven o'clock. Um, and that's a great way for them to, to get together. Two weekends away um, in, in Newark there will be a Holy Ghost rally that is being hosted by North Central Jersey and North American Missions together. On Friday the 18th, there will be altar worker training, those who um, would um, be needing guidance about how to help people at the altar. And Saturday the 19th, anyone who has not received the Holy Ghost is truly encouraged to come. Bring your friends, bring people from other churches, bring uh, folks from here. Um, I've already spoken to a couple of people. This is going to be a great event. Sister Vicki Vernon, who is from Wisconsin, is going to be joining us. Um, she's well-known here. In fact, I was talking to Brother Carter, um, and apparently he, she's the godmother t- uh, to his wife, and which is really kind of neat. Um, and so she's well-known here. Uh, Refuge Church in Newark um, on, this, on the Friday the 18th and Saturday the 19th. Pastor Wyatt will begin uh, the relationship series he has done each year. Uh, This year, he is going to begin with the youth. Pastor Wyatt right here on Friday the 25th at 7 o'clock for a meeting with the youth. Um, The kids are going to get together the following day. On Saturday the 26th, they have an event planned, uh, Escape Virtual Reality. The venue is going to be in Cherry Hill. Uh, The uh, the time is at 1 p.m. The gaming starts right at 1 o'clock. And I got a text from Brother Hasker uh, before we started uh, service, and he's saying that to guarantee your spot, commit right away, put your money up. That will guarantee you a seat so you can uh, participate in the gaming. Um, all the youth from all the ages are encouraged to attend. And then um, earlier I said finally. I don't like that word. One other large event that's going to be taking place is a revival service here, our own revival service on Sunday the 27th, and I'll remind us once again that um, at, at the men's meeting, one of the conversations we were having about how those who faithfully give will experience revival, and we have been giving faithfully. Have a great day.
3: Thank you, Brother Tom, for those announcements. Amen. And everyone say praise, the Lord. praise the Lord. Amen. Truly, the Lord is indeed worthy to be praised. There is a lot that's going on, and um, I don't know if you're making a note of what's going on. Um, I think sooner or later we'll kind of figure a way, oh, we can, um, you know, either insert the, all the announcement on our website, that way we can keep up with remembering the dates of most of these things that has been, um, you know, announced and so forth and so on. So I'm gonna put Joe on the spot. So, um, uh, you know, just <laughs> you know. So, 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 um, <laughs> you know, I love my kids, right? So I put them on the sc- spot because you know, I mean, they, they I just can't help it, Pastor. You know, <laughs> so they're, they're kids. Right? I put them on the spot. So, um, so their, their their team, their basketball team at school. Um, you know, uh, so 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 here what happened now? Before I get to that thought, it, it, it's always good when we have children that get ready to college and they're within, you know, um, distance away. Not distant as in five, six hours away. You know, um, good when they're, you know, what we refer to as a stone throw away you know, they can easily get back and forth. If there is a need arise or something going on, you know, parents can be there, they can get back home. So um so um so you know he's very involved in his um his basketball uh, at college and um you know thank God for that. Thank God for you know he's doing very well with his education and I'm you know really proud of that also, you know. Um uh so when he was in, in, in high school, I tell him for every A you get brother D um, at the marking period, I'll incentive, but I didn't tell him this past in, in college. So hopefully, don't hold it against me to add up because you know that total ups a lot, you know. So uh, which which is you know a little talking. You, you know you know when you give them a little token, you know encourage them to continue to excel and to do great, you know, especially when they're in the kingdom of God. Amen. So it's better for you to encourage them while they're in the kingdom of God than when they're outside of the kingdom of God because you want king to keep them in the kingdom of God. So. The, the the basketball team lose their championship by four points. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. They they had it at, at school. And, of course, everybody was down, all teammate, Everybody had a sad countenance. Everybody wasn't too happy the D the um But they were able to make it in for the March Madness. So, but you're yeah, with a crazy team. <laughs> the team didn't make it through the first round, which, you know, sometimes happens. You know, it's part of the you know part of the game. But you know, I, I'm glad he, he, the the group went to Ohio. I think the the bus went there. They came back over the um, few days ago uh, from college. But you know, one one of the this to say that is that you know, build a relationship with your family, with your children. Build a relationship with the people of God, because if we don't, you know, have that relationship, you know. Love and care about each other. You know, when things happen in our lives, we're not gonna know what's going on. You know, uh, uh, as close as we are, sometimes we feel distance because we, we we don't have that you know relationship with each other, if you please. And um, so you know, you know, so he's communicating you know with us um, back and forth, you know, through and from. So um, you know, so I say you know. At the end of the day, it was a good exposure for him. You know, he's in the basketball, you know, able to compete against other teams and so forth so on. Um, but, you know, I, I commend you for your hard work and for your sacrifice and for your respect. You know, very, very respectful. And, um, you know, not to, I um, don't see, eating around here somewhere. But, um, um, but you know, y- y- you want to be able to, to make sure You respect your children, and in return, they respect you just the same way. In in, in other words, if we don't respect each other as brothers and sisters in the Lord, we're not going to gain respect from each other. So we have to make sure we love. Listen, time is short. Time is precious to all of us. And, And all of us care about everything that we do in life. You know, we only walk through this life only once. And so if you don't make your calling and election sure unto God, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, the, the crisis that's happening in Ukraine today, you know, when I look at some of the, the, the highlights that comes on my phone, and you see some of the elderly folks, you know, refer to them as the golden, you know, golden vessel, you know, they can hardly walk, but they're trying to run for their life, trying to get away out of arms way. And the only thing that I can say, oh, God, bless them, protect them, and cover them, and keep them. It's not easy. You know, I told my wife all the time, natural disaster, wars, they're not good things. But we have to go through these things. At the end of the day, we have hope in Christ. Amen. Amen. So, this morning, we welcome everyone, and we're so glad that everyone is here to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, God is an awesome God. So. Don't forget to support everything that we can do. We have uh, beef patties. Hopefully we have enough after service and sale for a building fund. Make sure you support our endeavors whenever you can, any uh, event that we have going on. Be supportive to it. Um, The other thing is for those of us that make commitment, and if you you notice I use the word us that make commitment, if you have not yet fulfilled your commitment or in fact, Let me say, for those of you that make pledges, or those of us that make pledges, if we have not yet fulfilled our commitment, we're asking you, please, as much as possible, you know, try your best to fulfill your promises. There are folks that make commitment, and you still haven't contributed anything to your commitment. You only receive when you give. And if you make a commitment, the Lord will open up the doors and the Lord will bless you more than you can imagine or think. I've proven him over and over and over and over again. So make sure, you know, try as much. We we're still trying to raise $1. $1. $1.7 to $2.5 million for a church building. Um, in fact, you know, we, we, we need at least, you know, 600000 you know, hopefully before... The middle of the month. In fact, before I would say May or June, if you please. But, you know, whenever we get a call from the township, we want to make sure we are ready to sign off on the documents. But we need your commitment. And if you have not yet committed, and want to be a part of the miracle that God has in store for all of us. You know, join us. Be a blessing. If you have already given unto our REACH program and you want to give a little bit more, Give a little bit more unto the Lord. The Lord will bless you in return. Amen. I, I've proven Him so many times. Over and over, as I said before. You know, and, and, and um, you know, I mean, the little money that I have in my pocket, you know, I just give it to the Lord because I know He will open up the door for me to get more. Amen. So we're asking you to give unto the Lord. Give generously. The Lord will bless you in return. And everyone say, it's offering time. Come on, it's offering time. Amen. Remember, if you're giving uh, to the the Reach program, I think Brother Henry or Brother Tom, uh, Brother Tom, have the uh, Reach envelope. Put whatever your commitment into the envelope to get those donate. And Brother Henry, um, as the offering, make sure you fill the envelopes out accordingly, and that everyone um, that all the funds can be uh, go to where designated to go. Amen. Don't forget, as uh, Minister Henry said earlier, and all of us know by now, you know, keep the people of Russia and Ukraine in our prayer. Amen. You know, both countries need God. None is exempt from what's going on. So we need to keep them in in, in our prayer that God will do what He has to do, and we know God will do what He has to do. But you know, so we just continue to trust God. We're gonna invite you all to stand with us if you can. Amen. Remember, if you're giving online, you can go to www.mycccfaith. If you're giving on to PayPal, you could go at the at sign Christ into Church, and if you're giving at Cash App, it's CCC. 27 11 and if you're here in the house of god and you want to give electronically you can see little jordan over by the booth or um, you know you can um, give <laughs> bring your tithes and offering in these baskets as we uh um <laughs> give the offering this morning let's stand if you can we invite you one more to stand with us as we pray father god we love you we thank you for what we have already felt in the service, oh God. You've been so good to us, oh God. You're a provider and a keeper. Father God, as we worship, you know, we're given this morning. We ask your blessing, O oh God, upon every giver. Lord God, that you will bless them. Open up doors for them, Lord God. That they will be able to gain more than they have, oh God. Being a blessing, Lord God. I pray you will keep them and guide them. Let your hands be upon them, oh God. I pray you continue to keep us together as one and that we'll continue to worship you. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the hand as we continue to worship you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Everybody said, Amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord.
5: all right go ahead and praise him go ahead and give him the honor he deserves jesus you deserve all the honor you deserve all the praise oh great god it is you we honor and praise in this house lord jesus oh hallelujah 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 great is the lord and greatly to be praised hallelujah 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 I feel like saying something in the Holy Ghost this morning. Somebody, God has prepared to write a $500,000 check to this church. I don't know who it is, I don't know where they're from, I don't know, but I just feel strong in the Holy Ghost that God wants somebody to write a check of $500,000 to the church. And here's what I feel the Holy Ghost has put in my heart to say. I'm a big sports fanatic. I ain't going to use the word fanatic as a Christian, but I'm a big sports fan. And what I've seen throughout this nation, and I'm sure it's the same overseas, is billionaires have built stadiums in different cities, and they made the citizens pay a large portion of it. You go all throughout this nation, you'll see stadiums. They just built one in L.A., $5 billion. They're building stadiums all over this world, and they're spending big money on them, and for some, they have taxed, The citizens of that area to help build it. And some of us in the Northeast region, as I've been saying, God has called us to help facilitate revival in this area. And what has happened is we never give our best because we're always worrying about who benefits from what we give. And we hold back in our giving because we're always worrying about who benefits. And I'm here to tell you this morning, God has asked me or impressed in my heart strongly to tell us that it's always been when the people of God invested and gave to the work of God is when the people of God prospered. And so when we don't give, we only hurt ourselves. The church doesn't belong to man. Man doesn't own the church. I'm not the owner of this church. When you give for us to purchase that property, you're not giving me anything. You stick around long enough, you're going to see that this church will transition to somebody else being the pastor. And that next person that is the pastor, they will not own the church either. God's church will transition leadership until God returns. But what is significant is we will have the opportunity to be saved. Our children will have the opportunity to be saved. Nieces and nephews and aunts and all of our family members will have an opportunity to be saved. And generations and generations after us will have an opportunity to be saved because we invested in the kingdom of God. This is not the work of man. And so I pray and ask you to not look at what we're doing As the work of man in saying, well, I'm only giving this because I'm not building up no man's kingdom. This is not man's kingdom. And if there's someone in this church or someone you know that can write a check for $500,000, God want me to tell you to do it. God has already put it on your heart and you're struggling with it. Write the check. God is going to show you something miraculous. There's something that's going to break that you will not believe that will break. And you're going to experience what God described in the scripture as abundant life, abundant life, abundant life will break forth, not just in your life, but in your family's life and generations to come because you obeyed this. And the money that you give, God is going to give that back to you tenfold. So if you give a $500,000 check, you, you times that times ten and see that's what God will give back to you. No financial, no, no stock market or anything that man has, has, has created for you to be blessed financially. None of that will ever give you that kind of return. Ten times. Ten times. I just feel strongly in the Holy Ghost to tell you that because somebody can do that. And God wants that individual to write that check of $500,000. We're going to have revival in the Northeast region. Part of what has stopped us from having revival, unfortunately, we're so ambitious, thriving and striving to be at the top of the hill. To say we have arrived, to say what we've accomplished, that we only give enough, but we're not going to sacrifice because we don't want to take away from the goal. from From what we have our focus on, which is, I'm going to be successful which is I'm going to achieve this and I'm going to achieve that. And God is saying the quickest and best way to achieve anything is invest in me. No stock market, no, no, no pandemic, no situation can interfere with your investment in God. Everything else you invest in, you can take a great hit. We see right now with the crisis over in Europe, And we see that gas price went up over $4 in no time. It's interesting because I thought I heard the president said that there's a lot of reserves, barrels of oil, so we shouldn't have to start struggling to get oil until maybe a good while down. But all of a sudden overnight, the oil prices, the gas prices went up. And you're saying, I thought that was not right now. Well, and, 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 and Brother Scott and I talked about that, how we've seen, we haven't seen, we have seen a whole lot of oil trucks rolled up in the gas stations yet to bring new oil. They're still on the old oil, but they're charging us big money on the old oil. You can't control how the economy is ran in this world. The only economy that you can invest in, invest in that cannot be corrupted is God. I'm telling you, I'm saying it again somebody can write a check for five hundred thousand dollars and that might be the life of your savings because everything else that you have you before you know it it can be gone and you're wondering what happened but because you will write that check of five hundred thousand dollars god is going to cause your investment in his kingdom to cause you to prosper and while other people may suffer through the stock market you're going to thrive because you invested in god and not in this systems of this world just thought I'd deliver that message to us today so you know. Because I think that sometimes we hold back in thinking that, uh, you know, you know, we can't see. Whatever the reason is, we cannot see why we should invest in God's kingdom. We need to see it, church, because that's why we are still saying today, oh, you know, they're experiencing revival in Texas and Louisiana and in Indiana and in Mississippi. We're saying that. And you know what those folks did? They invested. And you want to hear what's crazy about that? They don't have as much as we have. Maybe Texas got some oil in there, so I'm not going to count them. But some of these other places where they're doing great things for God, they don't have the finances that we have in the Northeast. But they were more sacrificial. Hebrews chapter 10, let's stand to our feet. We're going to get right in the word of God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse number six. Good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. You know, when when God puts something in your heart, you just got to say it. And I just wanted to say that because I believe strongly that God is trying to help us if we will just listen to his voice and trust what he's saying to us and not waver and know we can trust him with our money. If we can trust him with healing and we can trust him with eternal life, we can trust him with our finances. Mm -hmm. We, We are in the church because we want to have eternal life. And for you to invest your time, your energy, your prayer, your reading, loving people, doing what God says because you, you want to experience eternal life. You don't think you can trust him with your finances? Well, let's put our money where our mouth is and not just say it because God wants to help us. Hebrews chapter 10. Amen. I greet our online congregation. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, and I pray that you will allow God to help you today, and let God speak to your heart and your mind today, amen. Thank God for this church and for what he's doing in us, amen, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 10, chapter 6, verse number 10, the word of God says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which you have showed towards his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. I want to make sure we see this in the scripture where it says God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. And I want you to see this, that when you serve the Lord, it's supposed to be done as a labor of love. And if you serve the Lord and you do it as a labor of love, not as a chore, not uh, as an obligation, but you do it as a labor of love. Like a loving wife doing what she can do to show her husband how much she loves him. I am talking about that kind of labor of love. The Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget or to ignore your labor of love. It means if God will reward you for labor of love. And if he doesn't do that, he's unrighteous. Then same goes for us. That if someone treats us well, if someone shows us kindness and we ignore that and not return kindness to them, we are unrighteous. Mm-hmm. It further went on to say that we need to uh, minister to each other. Because that's in essence how we show our labor of love. As I mentioned this morning, Almighty God is not sitting on his throne in this world. We can't go up to him and wash his feet. We can't go up to him and feed him. We can't go up to him and wipe off the sweat off his brow. We can't go up to him and do anything specifically for him. But we can show kindness. We can do for one another and in doing that we are serving the Lord. Verse 11 says and we desire that every one of you or every one of us do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that ye be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I want to talk to you today on this topic, persevere in hope, persevere in hope. I hope that God will help us today, that when I am through, you will allow God to help you to receive his word. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to stand before you, to be in your presence, to come together as the children of God. Lord, will you speak to us, and will you allow us to hear what the Spirit is saying unto us, Lord God? Let not your word escape us today. Help us to not just go through the motions, Lord God, and just pretend, Lord God, and just, oh God, let the word escape us, but truly let change come to us in a way it has never come to us, that this word will transform us, and the power of God will work in us. I pray that you will speak, Lord, and that we will hear and become doers of what's been spoken to us. I pray for miracles. I pray for signs. I pray for wonder. I pray for the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in the church of the living God and that the power of the Lord will be unleashed and revealed here in the northeast, Lord God. Raise up men and women and young people and children that will give themselves, O God, to the work of the ministry to the work of God in their labor of love to see great revival and harvest in this northeast region. I pray, Father, that you will use us as your instruments and that, oh God, every one of our local churches will experience the power of God like never before and we will reach our towns and our cities and communities, Lord, because you have said it so. Have your way today, Lord, we pray. And we ask you these things according to your will, in Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. Persevere in hope. We have to be careful that we don't allow complacency. To set in our life as Christians you see complacency will void hope in your life when you are complacent what you're saying is I'm cool with everything right now and when we're cool with everything right now it means we don't want to be uncomfortable hope will make you Uncomfortable. Hope will challenge you. Hope will, will, will move you to action. But complacency cause you to be dormant. Complacency cause you to just settle. Complacency cause you to not be inspirational. Complacency just keep you right where you are and keep you from looking forward. Hope is necessary for human development. Having hope or not having hope is a predictor of your life. It is possible or is it possible to live without hope? It's been said that a person can live 40 days without food, four days without water, four minutes without air, but only four seconds without hope. (laughs) It is very difficult to walk through difficult times and cope with life's challenges without having hope. As a matter of fact, I believe some have left us, passed away because they have let go of hope. When you let go of hope, it caused you to let go of everything, everything that's important. The absence of hope comes at a great cost when you don't have hope. It comes at a great cost. Psychologists says hope is very important. They said it's it's important because hope helps us remain committed to our goals and motivated to take action toward achieving them. When you have hope, you have a goal in front of you. Mm-hmm. When you have hope, you're committed to that goal. And if you are saved today, if you have been born again, you have to remember the time you gave your life to God that was the greatest time of your life because that gave you hope that you had never had before when you decide I'm going to give my life to Christ I'm going to repent of my sins I'm going to get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ I want God to fill me with his spirit and when those things happened and you started living your life for Christ there was a hope that came into your life that you were like my goodness there's something different now about life I see life through different lenses now I see life more clearly now I see life in a different manner because I have hope because now I have a goal I have a focus no matter what's going on around me I'm looking straight ahead and nothing will distract me no pandemic will hinder me no situation will cause me to stop hoping because now I have hope because I'm a child of God and so If you didn't feel that way when you got saved, you need a renewing. You need a renewing. Because hope was supposed to be significant when you got saved. Hope gives people a reason to continue fighting and believing that their current circumstances will improve despite the unpredictable nature of life. Pandemic roll around. I told you this is just me, but I'm sure some of you and many others when pandemic came and even if you felt like you, 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 you were one of those people that was battling COVID in your body when you decided that you were going to fight and you weren't going to give up uh, there's something that's just different about that uh, I'm sure for people that was th- th- that were told they had cancer I'm sure for the ones that decide I'm going to fight this thing like it's never seen uh, I'm sure something different happens uh, because there is hope uh, when you have hope you fight like you've never fought uh, when you have hope uh, you are motivated and driven uh, like you've never been motivated and driven uh, and so many of us uh, we fought through the pandemic uh, many Many of us, we fought through being told we had cancer. Many of us, we fought through being told we were sick in our body and this is wrong and that's wrong. We kept fighting because we had hope. Hope will cause you to fight the good fight of faith. Hope will cause you to keep believing no matter what the circumstances are around you. Hope drives you to keep on going. That's why the devil is trying his very best to get the people of God to give up hope. The devil is doing his best to try to get you to stop hoping. Uh, that The things that are going on uh, in, your, in your life and, and all around you. The devil wants you to give up hope. I'm here to tell your church... Uh, the Bible says weeping man endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning. Uh, that's just telling us uh, that what your circumstance is, uh, what your situation is, uh, it's just right now. Uh, trouble don't last always uh, and whatever trouble you're dealing with, uh, whatever situation you're battling in, uh, I'm here to tell you it will not last always. Uh, God uh, is taking you through something. Uh, God is trying to wake you up into something. Uh, God is Try to move you into a new dimension in him. So what your situation is today, no matter how bleak it look, no matter how disappointing you may be, I'm here to tell you it's not here forever. Hope, 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 especially when you've decided to do something for the Lord. You can't let hope escape you. you got to hold on to hope. Hope has kept many people from giving up even when the circumstance says, why bother? Why bother? The devil loved to come and whisper that word in our ears. Why bother? You haven't been to church in a long time. Why bother going? <laughs> is it really doing anything for you? Help me, Holy Ghost. But I'm here to tell you, don't you listen to that voice of the devil. Don't you listen to him telling you why I bother. Don't you listen to him tell you why I bother praying. Don't you listen to him telling you why I bother reading your Bible. Don't you listen to him telling you why I bother even look holy and live holy. Don't you listen to him telling you why I bother live righteous. Because the devil is trying to get you to give up hope he's trying to get you to let go of hope because he knows once you let go of hope your life is doomed your life will be predicted to come to nothing and you will lose out on eternal life I don't care how badly you think you are surrounded by your enemy I don't care how badly Adversity has come against you. I don't care how much you think you are defeated right now. I'm here to tell you, don't give up hope. The devil wants you to think you're defeated even when you're not defeated. I'm telling you, even if you feel like you're defeated right now, guess what? Jesus is our victor. And guess what? He overcome the grave. He overcome everything in this world. And if he overcame this world and you are his child, then you too will overcome. Don't you think that your defeat or what may seem like defeat is the final say, the final word in your life. Jesus has the final say in your life. And if you feel defeated right now, I want you to tell the devil to... shut up and be quiet and silence because God is my God and I hear the voice of God telling me he will raise me up, he will turn me around, he will place my feet on solid ground because he had called me to his kingdom to do great things, he has called me to live and to not die, he has called me to live a life of success in his kingdom, I don't care where you are, I don't care what you're going through, uh, Jesus has called you uh, to have hope uh, and trust in him. Listen to me. Let's look at this. God, when he's trying to get our attention, he knows how we like to make excuses. Or we like to use the excuse the devil put in our mind, whatever way it go. But God knows we like to make excuses to try to say, this is why I can't do this or I can't do that. Well, in Joshua chapter 2, he gave us a woman that is considered or is a prostitute. He want to show us what the lowest of the lows can do. And he wants you to know that no matter what your situation is, because I'm showing you, he's showing us what the situation of this prostitute is and how she went about having hope. And so in Joshua 2 and 12, the Bible says, now, therefore, I pray you. This is the, the, this is the, 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 the lady of the night, as I called her this morning, but she's a prostitute, Rahab. This is what she said To the men of God. Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. Here we go again in the word of God that when we show kindness to anyone, or when someone show kindness to us, it is only right. It is godly, it is righteous to show kindness to others that have shown kindness to you. You can't just ignore ignore the goodness and the kindness of others you can't act like no one did anything for you that no one has treated you good somebody has treated you good and if you can't find anybody that treated you good then all about you look up and say lord in spite of how others may have treated me you have been good to me you have kept me you have blessed me oh god help us one of the many things i participated in the past week when i was not here i was in a uh, a class at um Urshan college I, I, I took a class and 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 uh the professor talked about uh uh you know healthy you know b- being you know what they call it again i'm trying to our our, our new word now cuz you know uh we always come up with new words in these in these days um no not that but but when 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 you are um mental 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 wellness right that that's that that's the big thing that we talk about right now right ethan mental health thank you so mental health is a big thing so you know of course as a church we want to teach the true meaning of mental wellness and 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 so they taught one course on that and i was part of that course mental wellness and so what they taught in mental wellness is that in order to have a sound mind, to stay on track and to be well mentally, you need to learn how to close the loop. And closing the loop is a term used by therapists and psychologists and And and, and psychiatrists. And what that means is, after any event, after any situation, after anything that you have been involved in, after it's over, you need to learn to close the loop. And closing the loop means, I mean, this is very important. It was important to me. Closing the loop means going to God instead of going to a therapist, instead of going to a psychiatrist, instead of going to someone else. And you could go to someone else if you have a trusted friend. Christian friend but when you don't have that you close the loop by going to God brother D and whether you felt like everything went well or it didn't go well you just go and express those things to the Lord. So if you were involved in something and you said, man, I wish I would have did differently. I wish I would have <laughs> been better at this. I, I, I wish that didn't happen that way. I, I don't think I gave everything that I could have given. I, I don't know if it went well. I, I, I don't know, Lord. Closing the loop is just that. You go to the Lord in your prayer time and you express everything that you're feeling. Everything that you're feeling at that moment about the situation you just experienced, you express everything that you're feeling to God. It's just you know we can call it prayer time, but 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 to me, I want you to call it closing the loop time. And so you go and you express all of that. And when you're done expressing it, the Bible says, in all things, give thanks. And then you respond at the end of expressing yourself to God. But God, I know you're in charge. I belong to you. I am your child. And you don't let anything happen to me except you allow it. And so, God, I realize everything that has happened, you were right there and you saw it and you know it. And so I thank you for what you're allowing, that even if I don't feel good about it, I thank you because if you allowed it, is going to work for my good if you allow it. it is going to be a blessing to me and i thank you for it that's how we close the loop and what what the what the, the 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 mental folks say the psychiatrist says they say when you do that you can move on without complication you can move on without taking that weight with you because what happens in our life is we keep Going and bringing a whole bunch of stuff with us. This is why the scripture talking about remove the weights. Weights. The weights. Because what happens is we go through life and we go through turmoil and we go through challenging times. And we never really close the loop about that situation. We never let go of that situation. So we bring that with us and the thing before that with us and the thing before that. And we are walking around with weights all upon us because we never took it to God and closed the loop about that whole thing. And so... We ought to appreciate kindness that's been shown to us. And if you don't think someone has shown you kindness how about you look to the Lord because you know he has shown you kindness. He went to Calvary for you. He had you in mind when he went to the cross. When he he knelt down to pray in the garden and he says, Lord, if this cup can pass from me, let it pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will. He was thinking about you and I and this entire world. He was thinking about us. So he has been good to you. He has been good to me. And we could have died in our sins a long time ago, but he has been good to us. he has kept us and we're here today so we have all the right to go to god in spite of our hurt right now in spite of our frustration right now in spite of what we're going through right now we have every right to go to god and express ourselves to him but at the end of expressing yourself how about you say thank you lord how about you say thank you? This is why, my God, this is why sometimes uh, when you start praising God, something happens to you because there's an attitude of gratitude uh, and there's something about being thankful. Uh, there's something about being having a gratitude for what has been done. Uh, and when we praise God, what we're really saying in essence is uh, thank you, Lord. You've been good to us. Uh, thank you, Lord. We praise you. Uh, thank you, Lord. We bless your name because something happens uh, when you begin to thank God. Something happens when you begin to appreciate him Here's an exchange Because he has been good to you And now you're returning goodness By telling him thanks Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus You ever notice when you just say to yourself, thank you, Jesus, there's just a peace that come upon you just by uttering those words, just by saying, thank you, Jesus, a peace come upon you. Because God is trying to show us a principle in the word that when you are grateful, when you have gratitude, when you appreciate the goodness that's been shown to you, something happens. But when you are ungrateful, you're being unrighteous. Unrighteous. We walk around help me, Holy Ghost. When we walk around and we're mean and and we walk around and we're upset with the world because things are not going our way, that's being unrighteous. Why are you saying that, preacher? Because God has been good to you and you are overlooking God you're looking at people and saying I can't believe how they are I can't believe they did this to me and that's fine I know people treat us wrong I know people don't show goodness to us all the time sitting there saying what about me I have shown goodness to you will you look my way and say I appreciate you Lord will you look my way and say thank you Jesus and I'm here to tell somebody this morning that God is looking to us to say oh will you show?" appreciation? Uh, Will you be thankful for what I've done for you? Uh, Will you show appreciation for what I've done for you? I'm telling you, there's something about what I'm telling you right now. I want to move on in my, in my lesson, but something is keeping me right here. Because some of us will experience deliverance. Some of us will experience breakthrough. As a matter of fact, I'm here to tell you, you are in a stronghold. You're in a bind because you're unappreciative. You're not appreciating what God has done. You're not thankful for what God has done. And you're bound up. And you're held up. And you can't experience deliverance. And you can't experience the power of God in your life. Because uh, you're ungrateful. uh, And ungratefulness uh, is unrighteous. uh, And unrighteousness keeps you in sin. uh, And sin keeps you bound. God will you move on us today that we will not be a people oh God that is ungrateful because while we're looking at the masses Lord God you the almighty one the God that has given us life have given us breath have saved us have provided for us has given us knowledge and wisdom the God that have cared for us oh God we we haven't shown the appreciation uh, that we need to show unto the Lord. And the appreciation, church, is not just always, thank you, Jesus. The appreciation is your labor of love. The appreciation is your labor of love. When you appreciate what God has done, when you're thankful for what God has done, do you show that by responding with a labor of love? It's easy to say stuff in our mouths, but we must also have appreciation by demonstrating in actions. And so this prostitute Rahab, she made a deal with these men of God to say, since I've shown you kindness, will you show kindness unto me and my father's house? Verse 13, and that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that. They have and deliver our lives from death. That's what the prostitute asks the men of God. Prostitute. See, one of the good things about when you're low of the low, you don't have no ego. When people consider you the low of the low, guess what? You're not you're not worried about what they think anymore because they've thought the worst of you. This is why the Bible says humble yourself. See, when you don't humble yourself, you're always worried about what people think of you. But when you humble yourself under God, then you don't care what nobody think of you because you know you put yourself low anyway. And when I say humble, I don't mean think less of yourself than you should. I just mean you just put yourself in a low place. Like you, You realize I'm nobody and I can only be somebody because the Lord makes me somebody. But as long as you think you're somebody, you will not understand just humility. And so she petitioned these men and the men answered her, our life for yours. If you utter not his, if you utter not our business and it shall be when the Lord had given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. These men of God, God told them they would get the land and they didn't budge. They didn't believe they knew what God had said. Some of us are waiting to believe something. When God says something, you don't have to believe it. Let me just say it that way. D, when we read the word of God and God says something, it doesn't matter if we believe it. Now, it'll do you good if you believe it. But whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Whatever God says, it will be done. It's done. And so these men, if you are God's child, you should know that about your daddy by now, that whatsoever he says, it is a done deal. And so when God told these men they were going to take the land, this land belongs to them, they didn't hesitate to say, well, you know, uh, you know maybe we'll take the land. No, it was done. And so that's how they act after they heard the word from the Lord. They lived their life like it's a done deal. Then she let them down by a cord, somebody say a cord, through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourself there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterwards may we, may ye go your way, go your way. And the men said unto her, we will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made a swear. what they were saying is since we agreed with you nothing will break this word that we've given you we will abide by what we say we agree with verse 18 behold when we come into the land again when we come not if we come when we come when we come into the land thou shalt bind this line Of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brother. She believed it and hoped for it. I said, can you imagine? Rahab had to wait six days before these men of God and all their friends came back to take the city. She had to wait six days. And so think about that. A promise was made to her, and for six days, she had to wait and hope. Will these men make good on their word? On their word, They said they would do this. Are they going to make good on their word? And she waited six days for these men to make good on their word, what they promised. gone through the mind of Rahab or the things that may have happened that challenge her thoughts. When she started seeing things happening all around her, she might have been saying, man, are they going to come for me? Are they going to come for me? They said they would come for me. But she held on to hope. Somebody said, but she held on to hope. Can you imagine just all of that? She held on. She held on regardless she held on until the promise was fulfilled i'm here to tell you you need to hold on to hope until god fulfill his promise uh, whatever god promise is to you uh, you need to hold on to it until it is fulfilled uh, hope does not arise from an individual's desire or wishes uh, but hope must come from god yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. hope distinguishes the christian from the unbeliever who has no hope hope must come from god church hope doesn't come from how you feel hope doesn't come from your experiences hope comes from god a lot of people are having hope and they're getting disappointed that's why people have given up on hope because they have hope and when they don't see their hope come to fulfillment they are discouraged they're disappointed But the problem is their hope originated from within themselves. Your hope cannot come from what you think. Your hope cannot come from your upbringing. Your hope cannot come from what someone else has told you. Your hope must come from the Almighty God. That's when it matters. That's when it counts. Your hope must come from God. We have allowed hope to come from all different kinds of places. Uh-huh. My grandmother told me about this, so I'm hoping to see this. Oh, my boy down the road, you know, he know all about this stuff. Yeah, he told me, so I'm hoping about this. Listen, from I was a kid, I've been hoping this. So many people are walking in this life making that statement about hope. But I'm here to tell you today, church. Your hope, whatever the hope is that you have, it must come from God. Because if it doesn't come from God, it's a hopeless situation. Hope must come from God, not from you. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 12. That at the time you were without Christ. When you were unsaved, let me give it to you like this. The Bible is telling us that when we were not saved, when we did not have Jesus in our life, it says, at the time you were without Christ, watch this, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. Church, it is clear in the word of God that if you don't have God, you don't have hope. If your hope is not predicated on God, then it's a myth. It's not a real hope. It's a deception. It's a hope that will lead you and leave you short. Because the only hope that matters is the hope that you have in Jesus. Tough pill to swallow. Because we've been accustomed to say, yeah, I'm holding on to hope. Yeah, but where did that hope come from? Where did that hope come from? I'm exposing the devil today so you know that if your hope came from just your fuzzy feelings, if your hope came from what somebody told you a long time ago, if your hope just come from, hey, you know, this is what I hope I will do in life, and this is what I hope, that is not real hope. Real hope is your confidence in the Lord, what he has told you, what he has promised you, whether in his word or what he has spoken to you. That's where your hope should come from and not from your own being. God is all-knowing. You're not all-knowing. We can spend years wasting our life away hoping on things that God has no part in. And so you you will go ahead and waste time wondering why isn't this happening because that's not hope that came from God. Mm -hmm. Hope apart from the Lord Jesus is not hope at all. For everything you hope for apart from the Lord is temporary short-lived and does not contribute to eternal life look at Romans chapter 5 verse 2 it says by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God Hope is in God. Hope is not in me. It's not in you. Whatever we have thought hope was, we need to reel that in and say, this isn't hope. I've been tricked and deceived. I've bought into something that is not real. But when I have hope in God, now I know that it's real. Now I know that it's true. Now I know I can go somewhere because my hope is from the eternal, the almighty, the sovereign God. And I know he will not fail. Verse 3 says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Uh huh. And hope make it not a shame. If when you have hope in Christ, you will not be ashamed, it also means if you have hope outside of Christ, you will be ashamed. You know, too, oftentimes we read the word and we see the part that we like to see. But sometimes you got to flip that bad boy and says, okay, what's the opposite of that? So if this say, when you have hope in Christ, it will not make you ashamed. It means no hope in Christ, you will be ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Church, because God loved you, you will never be ashamed. You ever notice how love will help somebody not to be ashamed? My kids, as Brother Scar talked about his kids today and your kids, when when you love your children and they do something that they feel bad about and you come alongside of them and hug them and kiss them on the forehead and tell them it's going to be all right, they forget about that shame because love will never make you be ashamed. Uh Uh-uh. And so because God loves you so and you have hope in him, he will never allow you to be ashamed. Even when it takes a while for the thing that you're hoping for in God, when it takes a while of appearing, you just hold on because God will not make you ashamed. God will see to it that that thing that you're hoping for in him, he will make sure he bring it to pass. That hope will not make you ashamed. And so our hope must come from the Lord. And because God is love, we don't have to worry. We can trust that God will make sure that hope is fulfilled. In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10, we read earlier where it talks about for God is not unrighteous to forget your work of labor of love. We talk about that, that God will not allow you to labor in love for him and not allow you to be awarded. We got to remember that we're not serving God because of the rewards that god will give us we're serving god because we love him i just i don't know that that's a word that needs to be communicated and translated and declared in our world because sometimes people get it twisted about who we are as christians they think that oh we're trying to earn our salvation when a wife loves her husband she's not pleasing her husband and doing for him because she wants a reward As as parents, when you take care of your children, Brother D sent both of his boys through school paid out of his own pocket. He didn't do it for some reward. He loved his children. So we got to realize when we say we love and we do something, we're doing it because we love them, not because we need a reward. So as Christians, when we come in our labor of love to the Lord, we're not doing it because we're trying to be seen. We're not doing it because we're trying to earn something from God. God is going to give us whatever he has in store for us because he loves us. But we're doing it because we love him. He will give to us what he can give to us because he's almighty God. But we are giving to him what we can give to him. And usually what that is, is labor of love. Because what do you give somebody that has everything? You know, we always ask that question. What do you give somebody to have everything? You don't know. And when you talk to someone... About that rich people When you ask them what can you give people that have everything they always say I love this I can spin everything to make it always come back to God not because this is me spinning it but because it's right This is what I heard a rich person say to people That should give rich people something he says when you're gonna give somebody a gift that has everything already Give them something personal Give them something personal Because you can't give them anything material because they have everything. But when you give them something personal, now they identify that gift with you. When you appreciate God, you got to give him something that's... And that must come from... This is why worship is so important. Come on, church. We can go all day on this stuff, man. This is why you lifting your hands and worshiping the Lord. You're saying, God, I'm giving you something personal for me. You're saying, God, I want you to know that what I give to you, it's personal to me. I love you, and so I'm giving you my worship. I'm giving you my praise. This is personal to me, oh, God. But God does the same to us. Whatever he gives to us. We got to get this. When he went to Calvary, it was personal to him. When he came out of heaven and made himself human and walked in flesh, it was personal to him. Church, this is about us being personal with God and God being personal with us in relationship is personal. I don't know how I'm getting through to you all today. I going not finish this thing up. Our works that we do as Christians is a labor of love because we love God. If you're doing it for any other reason, you need to rethink that and go to God about that. I said this morning that I'm serving God when I serve you. All of us should think this way, by the way. Which means your response to me when I serve you doesn't dictate my actions. When I serve you, I'm serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what you do does not affect me serving you. I'm going to serve you whether you're nice to me, whether you're grateful to me, whether you're thankful. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing it. For you to give me a good response. I'm doing it because I want to please God. Every one of us should feel that way, should think that way, and should live that way. That whatever I do in the kingdom of God has nothing to do with the people. It has to do with me showing the Lord that I love Him. God would be unrighteous if He doesn't reward us for our labor of love. We must continue showing that diligence to grow and serve the Lord Jesus because we have assurance of his hope the opposite of being diligent is to become sluggish is to become unreceptive is to be lazy believers are to be diligently growing and serving not sitting back making everyone else do the work to keep from becoming inactive or indifferent believers would do well to imitate those who through faith And patience inherit the promise. And so I bring this thing to a close. The Christian's hope is a confident expectation. See, any other hope, you're deceived if you have confident expectations. Because you can't predict what people will do. We have a hope of one day... Go into heaven where we will see Jesus face to face to face. That is confident expectation that one day we will see Jesus face to face. One day we will meet him in the air. One day we will walk on the street of gold. So we have that confident expectation of one day we will see that hope come to fulfillment. We look forward to a hope that is awaiting us. Uh-huh. Yet we also have that hope with us and in us, enabling us to live our Christian lives with unhindered faith and love. And so I'm here to tell you today that hope must come from the Lord, but hope is also the Lord. Hope must come from Jesus, but hope is Jesus. Let that settle a little bit. Hope must come from the Lord Jesus. By the way, the Lord Jesus, almighty God become man. Uh Uh-huh. We always got to remember that. God is our hope. God is so awesome that he's been our hope from the very beginning. And when he wanted us to behold the hope, for many years the people, walked, and they could only imagine the hope of who God is. But when the fullness of time had come, God became man, the man Christ Jesus. And he never ceased to be God while he was man. And he walked this earth, and we beheld the hope, the hope. It wasn't just now hope that we were hoping to one day see fulfilled. But then he came and showed us what hope looked like. <laughs> Colossians one, two, seven. it says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. When you have the spirit of the Lord in you, You have hope in you. And so what God does, he has a way, I don't know, God has a way of romancing us. I don't know if that's the best word, but I like that word. He has a way of romance. What do you mean by that, preacher? He will start a certain way, but when it's all said and done, it becomes intimate and personal you don't understand maybe you don't understand maybe you don't understand and so from the day mankind sinned in the garden God was trying to get mankind to come back into personal intimate relationship with him and so he was always working toward that intimate personal relationship with him that's what he's always working on and when Jesus came That was almighty God saying, see, I have made this thing personal now. No longer are you going to hear about me as God, but I'm going to step into this world. He stepped out of eternity and stepped into this world. And we beheld the glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. We beheld him. And he says, here is hope. In case you were wondering what hope looked like, here is hope. And so God is our hope. But guess what? The Bible says no man has seen God. And when you saw Jesus, you finally got a chance to see God. He says, here is hope. Here's what hope looked like. And guess what? You got to love about hope when hope came. Hope showed us everything that was talked about. Everything he said he would do, he did. So he proved to us that we can have hope in him because while he was here, he says, yeah, if I said I'm going to the cross, what he said, destroy this temple. And in three days, okay, that was hope. And did he prove it? Okay, so now you know what hope looked like. Jesus is the hope of glory. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you have hope dwelling in you. If you have lost hope, don't look around and look about you. Look within you because your hope is the Lord Jesus. And if we have been baptized with the Spirit of the Lord, we have been baptized with hope. Oh, you're not hearing me today. The Holy Ghost in you is the hope of glory. And if you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you have hope. You don't have to look around for hope. Nobody has to tell you something for you to hold on to. And hope you will have, but you will have hope dwelling in you.
3: Uh huh.
5: The Lord Jesus can resurrect hope back in you if you have lost hope. He will resurrect hope back in you if you have lost hope. You don't have to settle to live hopeless. You don't have to hope for things that that you can't control. You just have to trust God and let him be hope for you. You just have to look to him for hope. You just have to pay attention to him and put your focus on him because Jesus is our hope. And so you don't have to look any further than the breath of God to have hope. Stand with me. In Titus chapter 2 verse 13, the Bible says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our hope is the Lord Jesus, not possessions, not the government, not our connection, not politics, not anything of this world. Our hope is Jesus. And if you will call on him today, he will breathe hope back into you. If you have lost hope and you will call on the name of the Lord today, he will breathe hope back into you. If you have lost hope and you are confused and you don't know what to do, which way to turn, if you're uncertain, I want you to call on the name of the Lord Jesus today and he will breathe hope back into you. Because when the spirit of the Lord is in you, hope is in you. Lift your hands with me, Father. In the name of Jesus, we call upon you today that you will settle your word of hope in our spirit. And, oh, God, we ask that you will truly hear our cry today and restore hope back into us. So many of us, oh, God, have become discouraged. So many of us, oh, mighty God, have lost hope and have settled and find ourselves in a state of complacency. But, God, today I pray that you will restore hope back into us that, Lord God, the Spirit of the Lord will begin to stir inside of us. The power of the Holy Spirit will move, and God, we will be stirred to the point where hope will be reestablished and renewed back in our heart, Lord God, and we will no longer, Lord Jesus, be lost without hope, Almighty God, that we will no longer, Almighty God, be complacent and dormant, Lord God, doing nothing and hoping for nothing. But, Lord, today, the The work of the spirit will cause hope to, to be restored back into us the breath of god will bring about hope into our life again i pray in the name of jesus christ and lord you will allow hope lord god to be restored back into this people that Lord none will feel lost and hopeless almighty God but I pray today that they will say yes to your will today God that they will know that you see them where they are Lord God somebody hear me today you might have felt like people have ignored you you might felt like people haven't treated you well you might feel like you have lost hope and you have no direction but I've come right now to tell you that Jesus knows just where you are and he wants to restore hope in your heart. He wants to restore hope in your spirit. Today, if you will lift your hands and you will say, Jesus, I need hope. Jesus, I need a hope that I can trust in. Jesus, I need a hope that I can walk by. Jesus, I need a hope that I can trust. I pray in the name of Jesus that hope will be restored back to you and that you will know that God is on your side that God is the one that keeps hope alive in your heart and in your spirit will you trust him today don't lead to your understanding don't worry about what others say just trust God just Trust God. He will bring hope back into your heart. He will bring hope back into your
0: life. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, touch us, Lord. Move on us, Lord God. And hope, my faith, my faith, I pray that your hope will be restored. I pray your hope will come alive. That you will know God God. Hey, Hallelujah! Oh, yes, yes, yes! Hallelujah, hallelujah! Come on, church! Worship the Lord! He is the hope of glory! Jesus is the hope of glory! Oh, hallelujah! In the morning! Yes! In
2: the evening! Oh! Because you're living! Oh! Because you're breathing!
0: In the breaking hope, in the sorrow hope, for this it's momentary hope, for tomorrow's hope. In the breaking hope, in the eternal hope. come on, worship the Lord. He is the hope of glory. That that hope, in the break. Oh.
1: A word we heard on this morning this afternoon let's continue to worship the Lord we're going to close out this service as he dwells with us and there's an opportunity that you are watching or those who are present that have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardoning of your sins this is an opportunity that not just only confessing him but making a decision to take on his name in baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus, and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for it is a promise unto you, and to your children, to all that are far, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let's stand before him, and let us pray today's service, and our blessings upon the rest of this week, as we continue to preserve in hope. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. This is an opportunity that God, we have presented ourselves. We thank you for bringing us here another time, another opening of our to the word of god an opportunity that we may hear the word of god from the throne room thank you god for using our servant leader we thank you for allowing him to be used lord god as you have called him and god thank you for god the words that were spoken and lord god let the words of god that was spoken today let it not fall oh god by the wayside but let the seed that was sown that is sown on good soil prepare our hearts lord god daily Lord God, an opening, oh God, in prayer and in seeking your face and in worship and in supplication. Lord God, help our petition, Lord God, with the word that was spoken today. That for the rest of this week, Lord God, we will not feel, Lord God, downtrodden, downcast. We will not feel as if, like David said, oh God. when he said to himself, no, where's hope, Lord God? But he said within himself, Lord God, in spite of it all, I will hope now in God. For he is the health and of my countenance. And I will believe, Lord God, that without, Lord God, you, without him, Lord God, we cannot yet survive, Lord God. We cannot yet, Lord God, go another day. And so, God, we pray that your presence, Lord God, will abide with us, even as we, look God, depart from this place, but not from your presence. Go with us, Lord God, even as we travel, Lord God, for what is happening, in, Lord God, out on, Lord God, the streets, the things that we can't control sometimes. Lord God, those who are driving next to us, Lord God, they may be disturbed mentally. They may be going through some things and they're not paying attention while we're out there. But God, we know angels, Lord God, are yet at our points, oh God, where we shall be traveling our places abode. We pray, Lord God, you continue to bless this church. Continue to bless, Lord God, the furtherance of this ministry. I believe that this ministry is here for such a time as this. And so how long we have left in this life, Lord God, let this ministry continue to be a blessing, Lord God, to the four corners of this county, and not just in this county, Lord God, in the state of New Jersey, and not just in the state, but we are believing, God, as our pastor would say, for the northeast corridor of the United States of America, that God will sing revival. God will send revival in the east, and the revival in the west, and in the south, And in the north, we thank you, God, and we ask of you, God, to continue to abide with us as you have. Put our hands together in indicating that we're believing you. Let us lift our voices at this time. Let us thank the Lord for the blessings that he has in store for us and the souls that are willing and are coming and the people that we are going to impact. In Jesus' name, may you have a blessed day in the name of the Lord. Be blessed, everyone. In Jesus' name.